Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Sorry, that's my horrible SpongeBob impression. I guess I should give a Patrick expression. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Jeff. Yep, there you go. Here you go. <laughs> hey, SpongeBob. <laughs> but SpongeBob, my Patrick's usually a little bit better than my SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a preview of what's to come today, folks. <laughs> Hi, Patrick. How's it going? <laughs> All right, Jeff. How about you? <laughs> yeah, not bad. It's okay. Just, uh, oh, my goodness. I'm doing well. Yeah. It's Monday. It is. It is a beautiful Monday here in the Nashville area. Yep. Hopefully, it'll stay that way. True. True, true. I have a question. So, something I noticed today that I didn't. You ever feel like a. Like you're walking and you just feel like there's something in your shoe or there's something wrong with your shoe. I've had moments like, like that. Some, yeah, just like there's something in there. Something's just, just really annoying. So you try and, you know, try and shake your shoe out, try and take your sock off into your sock out and put your sock back on, put your shoe back on. And it's like still there. Mm-hmm. You're like, there's got to be something more to it. Had that feeling kind of off and on for about two days. This morning... I'm getting ready to get in the shower, and I still have that feeling. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? So I look down, and my something looks a little off with my middle toe on my right foot. And so I kind of feel it feels a little bit flatter than the one on my left. And I kind of lift it up and gently put my foot down, and it just starts hurting and just feels weird. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm... Obviously not a doctor, and I'm not going to WebMD it because I'll find out that I've only got like a week to live. But I, I'm like, I think I broke my toe. You sure? I'm like, dude, I something feels off. It feels loose or something. Mm-hmm. I said, I know there's nothing I can do. I can tape it up, and that's it. But it's not going to change the fact that like every time I, with my foot up and then gently put my foot down, it's going to just has this weird feeling. Because one that one toe is going to hit before the rest of my foot does. Yeah, yeah. So it sucks, <laughs> and I have no idea how I did it or when I did it. But I'm the only thing I can think of is from when I do all that walking at work now, taking all those steps. I might have taken a step wrong. Yeah, maybe, and didn't notice it and kept moving. Maybe hurt for a little bit, but considering my foot is fairly secure in that in that shoe, mm-hmm. that it. It uh, you know, it's fairly tight, so it's not. There's a lot of, you know, it holds it in place. Yeah. So when I t- get home, take my sh- take those shoes off, put the other shoes on, or slippers, whatever, because I don't do barefoot or walk around socks. Because when you have, you learn very early on when you have kids not to do that, because there's always going to be something you'll step on. Yep. So yeah, learned that lesson a long time ago. So I don't really walk around without some sort of footwear on in the house. Um, (laughs) And in our house, we moved on from Legos to like beads to make bracelets and stuff. Mm -hmm. So York does everything on the floor instead of using his desk. Does everything on the floor. 
he has like a big piece of cardboard that he usually does it on, but it doesn't stay on the cardboard. So it's like in the carpet, we're trying to pick it up out of the carpet, back on the table or something. But without fail, I'm like, I went in there one day mistakenly. Bam, step right on. I'm like, this is why I wear shoes. Yep. <sighs> Ruth got a new vacuum thing. It's not a Roomba, but it's like a wish version of a Roomba. So she named it Vlad because it's a vacuum that sucks. So she named it Vlad. Vlad. <laughs> Track succula or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so it's the new addition to the house. The dog's just thrilled with it. Just thrilled. <laughs> I was going to say, since it's the wish, does it crawl instead of roll or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it's got like some wheels that'll go over the little transitions. Mm-hmm. It'll go from like the bedroom into the into the bathroom without any problem like he goes right over like those little big wheelers in the tv commercials i'm like i was like oh okay look at you using your big boy arms (laughs) all terrain yep all terrain indeed so it's fine it gets caught on a couple of cables so we try and lift all that up it's just weird i'm like bro yeah yeah it's 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 fine it's weird it's not i didn't think we needed it but she's over the moon about it so i'm like all right whatever whatever saves me work if it weren't said to do laundry or dishes let me know right if there if there's a way we can upgrade to one that does do that i'll be even happier so sadly no we are not there yet which is fine because i think at that point when we get to that stage that's Mm -hmm. when the robots take over true i'm pretty sure it'll happen though yeah yeah because because much like me they'll get tired of domestication and then a one to revolt. Yeah. They're taking a little longer than Ultron, but eventually they'll be like, oh, yeah, this ain't it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, humans gotta seriously? Go. This is, yeah, yeah. It's like, seriously, this is what we're made for? No, I don't think yeah. so. It's like, um, what is it? The whole joke about Internet Explorer. Like, what's my purpose? To download Chrome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I'm a fan of that one. I think that was on. I don't know if that was a meme. It might have been on. Um, uh, they might have used Rick and Morty. I don't know if that was actually on the yeah. episode, but right. hey, yeah. But I just keep <laughs> thinking about that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Which yeah. is true. That's all I ever yeah, used. I mean, explore for. I'm like, I don't like it. It's too many bugs. It crashes. Chrome or Opera or Firefox. <laughs> yep. That's why they get rid of it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. E. <laughs> Goodness. What's going on with you, man? Anything new? Um, so, you know, normal work week. Um, as I text you, me and my friends, we did mm. record our episode. I did yes. release it into the wild because, you know, we all listened to it and they're like, let's just go ahead and release it as is. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so. So it's it's listed as episode one, but I'm gonna say maybe it's a pilot episode. We'll just say and then see where point it goes. Five. Yeah, point five. Yeah. Um, but we call it BOTG for Blurs of the Galaxy. Nice. Um, and first episode I split it up into two because it's like two hours, two hours and twenty yeah. minutes. So I split it up, and um, the goal was to talk about the MCU first three phases compared to now. We went off on many tangents, <laughs> so <laughs> we did talk about it, but we talked about several other things, but it was just fun, you know, went back and listened to it, and 
I was like, it's just, it's fun. You know, we just had fun with it. It's a lot of funny commentary that was made. And so. Yay. First two right, parts. Congrats, man. Oh, yeah. And then we'll see what happens from here. Awesome, man. All right. And I got it written down. Yep. Get that subscribe EOTG button. presents. Yeah. Presents. Like it. I'm a fan already. Cool, dude. Uh, another much here. Went to birth. Grayson had a, her best friend had her birthday party mm-hmm. yesterday. Had a, had a had a skate party, so they they uh, went around. She's working on. She decided she wanted to work on skating backwards, and then for like half the time, that's what she was doing. She's starting to get the hang of it too. So yeah, you know, Should big I ups to that. Yep. Oh, skate forward. <laughs> yeah, very and uh, even more important news. Both York and Grayson tested in their Krav Maga class at Nashville Krav Maga, and uh, York is now a blue belt with a white stripe. So basically what that means is he, in December, he'll test for his blue belt with a black stripe, and then mm-hmm. he'll just have brown belt with white, brown belt with uh, black, red with white, red with black, and then junior black belt. Cool. So by this time next year, he should, well, by this time Jan- uh, December, he should have his junior black belt. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So very proud of him. Grayson also tested and got, she's, she was a white belt, white with one yellow stripe, and now she's a white with two yellow stripes. So she also moved up. So, yep, yep. So they're both, they both brought it in really both classes, uh, her class and his class both did an amazing job. So very proud of every single one of them. They uh, they de- they all definitely earn it. Um, so yeah, props to them for that. Yeah. And that's that's about it for me, my dude. Yeah. Like you, just kicking it apparently with a broke toe. Who knows? Oh, there was one other thing. Um, okay. So back in March, I pre-ordered this new this new gaming <clears throat> PC portable mm-hmm. Steam Deck. And then a week ago, finally got my email to complete the order, and it came in Saturday. It's supposed to come in Friday, but I got it Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much like the Switch, but it's bigger. Okay. I'm bigger than this PC. Okay. And gotcha. so you can use it to play PC games or emulation. So first thing I did before, even before I got it, they had this um, bundle where you can get all the Batman games for like eight bucks. Oh, okay. And so it took me. Like, after coming in from watching The Woman King, it took me the rest of the night to finally get a plane. <laughs> but um, all of it works fine. Um, even going to do some emulation of, old, like, games I have that are mm-hmm. on older systems that I don't really want to plug up anymore. I can put them right. on there and play it. So, okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. I think that might have affected my movie going this weekend. I got Uh-oh. distracted. <laughs> yep, that'll happen. Yeah, but... um. It's, it's, it was a cool investment. Okay. Well, last week when York and I went back to the mall, mm-hmm. we stopped by the Lego store, and I picked up for myself, not for him, for myself, <laughs> the 298-piece uh, Lego James Bond Aston Martin. Nice. 298 pieces, so not, not super big, and it was $20, so not super expensive. Yeah. They also have Dom's... Uh, challenger so i may uh, go back and get that one for twenty dollars also 
But it also comes with the Bond figure, so I could put that with my other nerdy movie stuff. Is it where you can actually sit it inside, or is it just... Yeah, yeah. Yep, you can actually sit the dude inside. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the Daniel Craig Bond. Mm-hmm. Bond. Because uh, I think it's actually uh, modeled after the No Time to Die Aston Martin. So. Okay. But it, Aston Martin DB5. Dun, dun, dun. Going back to the OG one. And this yeah. BMW convertible nonsense. Freaking Pierce Brosnan series. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, they, I mean, they've used other cars too. They used a Ferrari and Spy Love Me. Spy Love Me? Yeah. So they've, and no, that was a Lotus. My bad. But they used a Lotus and Spy Love Me. And then I know they used a Ferrari in one of them. I can't remember mm-hmm. which one though. But they usually try and stick with the Aston Martin if possible. Okay. So, yeah. Stupid Bond nerd talk. Uh, so, I, as I talked earlier, I realized we had been kind of, if we were doing our format kind of much like a movie format, we've been doing it sort of wrong in that we did the trailers last instead of doing them first because modern day cinema, the trailers come first instead of at the end. Yeah. The movie now trails the <laughs> the movie now trails the trailers. Uh, so just to kind of give it a try, we're gonna switch it up and do the uh, and do the trailers first. So first off, we have uh, Damien Chazelle new movie Babylon, starring Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and Smart, uh, Margot Robbie's doppelganger. Samara Weaving. <laughs> oh, they're both in the same uh, from, movie? Yes. Yeah, That's... good luck trying to remember which one. Good luck trying to figure out which one's which. The first. <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That, there you go. It's in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Wilde. Let's see. Max Mignola. Uh, Catherine Watterson. Toby Maguire. Eric, TV's Eric Roberts. If you're a South Park fan, you'll get that reference. Uh, <laughs> Flea. Uh, Lucas Haas, Spike Jones, Jeff Garwin, comedian Rory Scovel's in it, uh, Chloe Feynman from Saturday Night Live. Big cast. So the plot is about, it's a tale of outsized ambition and outrageous excess. It traces the rise and fall of multiple characters during an era of unbridled decadence and depravity in early Hollywood. It looks pretty good. It, it very, yeah, very colorful. The sets and the costumes look amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, casting looks great. So I'm pretty excited. Um, in theaters, in select theaters, Christmas, because, you know, got to get in there for that, that sweet spot for Oscar consideration sure. and and then uh otherwise in theaters forever for all us other normal people uh january 6th so it looks great though next is i want to dance with somebody take a while guess what that movie's about <laughs> the joyous emotional heartbreaking celebration of the life and music of whitney houston one of the greatest female R&B pop vocalists of all time, tracking her journey from obscurity to musical superstardom. 
This stars Naomi Aki as Whitney Houston, Stanley Tucci as Clive Davis. Uh, I guess it's Tamara uh, Tooney as Sissy Houston, Ashton Sanders as Bobby Brown, Clark Peters as John Houston, Nefessa Williams as Robin Crawford, and so on and so on. Uh, she sounds phenomenal. I mean, she sounds just like Whitney. And they did a really good job of making her look as close to Whitney as possible. Mm -hmm. So, that comes out December 21st. Also for your Oscar consideration. Yeah. (laughs) You know they're going for it. Yep. Uh, coming out sooner than both of those movies (laughs) to Netflix. Uh, October 5th to be exact. Mr. Harrington's, sorry, Mr. Harrigan's phone. When Mr. Harrigan dies, the teen who befriended and did odd jobs for him puts his smartphone in his pocket before burial, and when the lonely youth leaves his dead friend a message, he is shocked to get a return text. Starring Kirby Howe Baptiste as Miss Hart, Donald Sutherland as Mr. Harrigan, uh, Jaden Martell from the It movies as Craig. Joe Tippett as Craig's dad. And so on. Directed by John Lee Hooker, who has directed The Blind Side, The Highwayman, Saving Mr. Banks, The Little Things, uh, Paradise Lost, The Founders, The Alamo, The Rookie. I mean, a lot of great movies. And, uh, Written by John Lee Hook, John Lee Hancock, based on a short story by Stephen King. So, looks interesting for sure. So, uh, looks like a great movie to come out in October. October. And that's all we have for trailers. We can now move on to our movies. And we have no future presentation this week because I cannot make it to a theater. So. Brother Patrick, you get to go first because you have three and I have two. All right. I guess I'll go in the order of what I my least favorite this week, and I'll move up to my favorite. <clears throat> so I'll start off with um, a movie that's on Netflix called End of the Road. Uh, it came out September 9th. It does have a runtime of an hour and 29 minutes, which is probably mm-hmm. the best thing it's got going for it. <laughs> Um, directed by Millicent Shelton which um, she directed some TV uh, I believe she did some episodes of the Titans Mm -hmm. Walking Dead uh, P-Valley but this is starring Queen Latifah as Brenda Chris Bridges otherwise known as Ludacris as Brother Reggie Um, and Brenda has two kids you have uh, Michaela Lee as Kelly, Sean Dixon as Cam, and then Bo Bridges makes an appearance in here as uh, Hammers, a sheriff. Okay. Um, <clears throat> about in this high octane thriller, okay, uh, across across uh, a cross country road trip becomes a highway to hell for Brenda and her family. Alone in the New Mexico desert, they have to fight for their lives when they become the targets of a mysterious killer. 
So basically, recently, Brenda has lost her husband who passed away due to illness and not being able to keep up with the mortgage. It's forcing her family to move out and they got them making the trip to move in with her mom, stay with them till they get back on their feet. And so, I mean, it starts off well enough. You know, we got a scene her in the beginning getting some supplies. You know, credit cards not wanting to work, but she eventually gets it to work. Um, her brother Reggie is real kind of carefree, smokes, and she's got two kids that aren't really happy about wanting to move. But um, yeah. and so they eventually start this road trip, which they get detoured because of construction, as you know, it's kind of a relatable thing. And they start off, they stop off at a gas station and meet, you know, kind of run into some sketchy people. A couple of folks outside the gas station are flirting with her daughter. And, you know, she does, instead of like ignoring them, she flips them off. And they kind of take exception to that. So as they're driving down the road, they pretty much speed up behind them, you know, even to the point of, you know, running to the back of them and almost running them off the road and then speed off. And, and uh, further up the road, they kind of block the road, keep them from, you know, passing. And I don't know. So it's, you know, it's kind of a sketchy area that they're in. Um, so after that situation, they check into a hotel. And then as they show in the trailer, there's a fight that breaks out in the room next to them. And then they hear gunshots. And so... So, question, Jeff: If you and your family are in a hotel, you hear a fight going on, and then you hear gunshots. What, what, what would be your course of action? We out. <laughs> grab your shit. We're going out. Like, not even like, just grab whatever you need right now. Take what only what you need to survive. And then we're out. Get you, oh, or even better, like in in Us, the best mm-hmm. part of the movie, when she tells her daughter to go grab, put her shoes on. Go put your shoes on. We're we out. Come back for his stuff later. That's not what happens here. <laughs> no, of course not. So, <laughs> oh, having ma- oh, wait. <laughs> I'm sure it's somebody just dropped the pot, Chunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chunk. They just dropped the pot. Really? Because it sounded like gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly gunshots. So, uh, Brenda has medical background, so oh. she's like, "Hey, somebody might be injured. I can help them." And uh, and her brother's like, "No, we don't need to go over there." But they, they end up going over to Scooby doing the shit. <laughs> mm. So they actually go into the room, see a man that got shot in the neck. He's bleeding out. And so Brenda's trying to compress it and ask her brother to go get some towels. On his search, he looks under the sink and there's a towel covering that, you know, in under the sink. He pulls it off and there's a bag. Dum, dum, dum. So, <laughs> of course. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> So ahead, one of the two. <laughs> so of course the guy doesn't make it. Fast forward to another scene. It's learned. Brenda learns that her brother actually took the bag, which was full of money. <laughs> um, where it happened. Right. And so, at the scene, the sheriff arrives and wondering where the family that was the witnesses. And of course, the deputy's like, "Yeah, we, we got their statement. We we let them go." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> So anyway, Brenda started getting these weird calls from someone with a distorted voice about wanting to get the money back. And so Brenda's like, hey, want to give it back. Like she makes some questionable decisions in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but it just becomes about them being harassed by this mysterious caller. Got the sheriff trying to help them stay alive because the money belongs to some crazy, you know, kingpin, whatever. Um, and just like, will Brenda and Reggie be able to save their family from this situation? Um, while I thought this was entertaining in, mm-hmm. in ways, I just didn't have too much fun with it. If it gotcha, felt more gotcha. like a com, it felt more like a comedy than a mystery thriller, crime drama. But um, I don't know. It just didn't hit. I Man, it's good that it's on Netflix. That's hour and twenty nine minutes. Um, I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't root for the family, gotcha. you know, in a way, you know, because they both Reggie and Britta just made some questionable decisions in this, and you know, the kids are kids. They're kind of the yeah. off the rod, but um, yeah. I mean, toward the end, it got slightly interesting when when the twist happens, but I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't hit. It just didn't hit the mark with me. Gotcha. <clears throat> Were the officers uh, Mike and Dan? <laughs> I don't know. If the officers were Mike and Dan. Yeah. No. <laughs> that way. Uh, that would. That'd be a crossover movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least put in the same universe. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, basically, know. from the moment that the, the hotel scene, when that happened, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Because it has to have some sort of plausibility. If, if not in grounded plausibility, at least in the world that it, it's taking place in. Yeah. I mean... I can only suspend my disbelief so much. Because <laughs> I think any family in that situation, like, look, got get the kids out. We got to go. We're not checking this out. We're not going to try to put our evidence on the scene. Yep. Unless they come busting through the wall <laughs> and they end up yeah. in our room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not We're not going over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, so my wife's a nurse. Mm-hmm. She would not go in that room. <laughs> to render it. I'm sorry. I know my wife should be freaking out too much. Yeah. I so, mean, I can get it. Like I said, yeah, if they end up in their room and that happens, yeah. no, I no, can no. see I can see maybe taking care of it like that. But if you, yep. you're separated, they don't see you. Yep. <laughs> Your ass calls 911 and let them take care of it. Yep. That's it. Unless, it's, unless, unless they're in Texas, they don't call 911. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's just what kind of kind of took me out there. Okay. Well, I've already kind of alluded to the movie I watched. I put my um. So on Peacock, they added the movie Vengeance, which you talked about uh, previously, starring B.J. Novak from The Office, writer and actor from The Office, uh, written and direct, who wrote and directed this movie. I decided I was happy because I finally got a chance to watch it. I had never been able to make it out to the theater to go see it. So the fact that it was there on streaming, boom, yeah. I'm there. And as soon as I had a uh, chance to watch it and to where I knew it, during the time I knew I'd be able to stay awake for all of it, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I definitely I watched it and I loved it myself. Um, it is the great is a perfect blend of a comedy and a mystery 
uh, not really a thriller per se, but I guess you could say a dramedy, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it is kind of a whodunit. <clears throat> so BJ Novak's character, just kind of a quick refresh, uh, is he's a writer for the, not the New Yorker, but the, the New York magazine. And but everybody keeps saying the New Yorker. He's like, no, New York Magazine. <laughs> he's like, like yeah. no, I'm not, I'm not there. But, oh. uh, but he's very, he is very successful writer, and he wants to try and explore a different avenue of creativity in the world of podcasting. Those people, yes, and, <laughs> and he, he always his kind of his catchphrase is, you know, one hundred percent. Oh, yeah, I believe, no, totally, 100%, man. I believe that 100%. So he, but he's also young, so he's going around, he's just hooking up with people. He's not actually trying to have an actual relationship. Um, there's a scene at the beginning of the movie where him and his buddy are out, are out, and they're just talking about how, you know, I, I don't want to need, like, I don't want to know, like, the people in your family. Like, I don't want to know that you have a brother or a sister yeah. Or anything like that, or your parents' names. I'm not. I'm not trying to get into something like that. Well, one night he gets a phone call uh, from Lloyd Hallbrook's character Ty Shaw, who basically says, "You're not going to believe this. Uh, you, this will be the worst phone call you'll ever get." He's <laughs> like, uh, "You know, basically, your girlfriend died." He goes. No, I don't believe that because he doesn't have a girlfriend. Right. And he's like, no, I don't believe it. He's like, I know it's hard to take in, but. Uh, so he finally said, you know, Abilene died. And Abilene's a girl that that uh, BJ Novak's character, Ben, had previously hooked up with. And he uh, had uh, previously hooked up with, but he doesn't quite remember because he's hooked up with a bunch of other people. Well, she had she was a uh, she had traveled from Texas to New York, to, you know, and started a music career. So while she was in New York, they hooked up, and then she ended up turning, and you know, passed away. He ends up flying out for the funeral, pretty much because Ty wouldn't get off the phone until he said he would, you know, basically be there. Yeah. So he flies out because he's like, well, this could be the story I'm looking for, you know, to for a podcast. This could be it. It could be about America and the distillation of different things and, you know, family grief, all that. Well, what it turns out is she is believed that, well, the cause of death by the police uh, is saying that it was saying that it was an overdose, but Ty and the rest of the family and a couple of the other people don't believe that's what it is, that she wasn't, she didn't die overdose. Cause she, you know, she wouldn't even take an aspirin. And so it turns into this murder mystery. And he's like, well, this is the podcast because, you know, so he's pitching it to Issa Rae, who's the producer. And she's like, dead white girl. He's like, he's like, exactly. It's a dead white girl. The, you know, the sweet spot for true crime podcasts. Yeah. So, which I thought was hilarious. And for a while, that's what the name of the podcast was going to be. Dead white girl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just like that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> a little bit too much. Um, yeah. 
So, you know, Ben ends up staying with the, with Abilene's family and uh, Ty's wanting to get vengeance on the person that did this. And Ben's like, I will help you talk to people, you know, and, you know, interview, not inter- you know, interview and talk to different people about what they believe happened. Try and put all the clues together. I'm great at all of those things, mm-hmm. but I'm not basically I'm not going to hurt anybody. Right. And so that's kind of his forte. My favorite bit, I think, in the entire movie is Abilene's family uh, talking to Ben about Whataburger and Ben saying, well, why, do you, why is it so good? Well, it's there. If you, it's it's there. It's always there whenever you need it. <laughs> it's just always there. Yes. And they just went on this whole, you know, bit about Whataburger. And I just warmed my heart so much up until they actually went to Whataburger. And then I'm like, oh, that's. <laughs> that's great i love it i loved it so yeah uh and then you know it's in the trailer but this whole bit about you know who's a fan of texas or university of texas and so ben mistakenly jumps up and goes woo and is cheering and that he's the only one yeah which honestly i probably would have done the same thing even though i cannot stand the university of texas but if i was an outsider trying to fit in with everybody else i probably would have done the same thing Yep. And then it's like, all right, who's a fan of uh, who's a fan of Texas Tech? And then everybody cheers. I'm like, well, that definitely would have been me because <laughs> I at one point wanted to go to Texas Tech for film school and did not because out of state tuition and all that. But yeah. Go Red Raiders. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just all that. The perfect blend of humor and as well as trying to put the pieces together and about how jurisdictions work as far as where the where her body was found was in this like almost like a black hole of jurisdictions like it overlaps everything overlaps between highway patrol border patrol uh the highway patrol border patrol county and city mm-hmm. so you have officer mike and dan who are kind of idiots <laughs> <clears throat> everything's an accident it's almost like the uh, police in uh hot fuzz if you remember that everything was yeah. an accident Nobody's ever murdered, just had an accident. Crazy accident. So, right? yeah. So it's, but I, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Again, BJ Novak did write and direct it. It is rated R. I'm not quite sure why. I don't know. Because they show blood at the end, I guess. Guess it's not. It's not too much as far as language. It's not bad. No, I didn't think so. Oh, um, I didn't. I. I didn't think so, and there wasn't any nudity from that I'm aware of. No, <clears throat> I don't know. So, uh, fun fact on an episode of Office Ladies, which I am a huge fan because you know, I'm a huge Office fan. Uh, but BJ Novak did say that he got the idea for the movie when he saw a, po- a poster for another film titled Vengeance at a film festival. He said that uh, he was struck with the image of his face on the poster with that name on it, believing audiences wouldn't would be surprised since that's not the type of work he kn- he's normally known for. Right. Sure. Why not use that as the premise to write a movie and then direct it and then star in it? <laughs> I mean, cool, man. And he did actually uh, briefly date a woman uh while she attended Abilene Christian University. So I don't know if that's where the name came from. And uh, yeah, that's about it. But it's 
it's definitely really it's definitely worth watching i'll i'll definitely say that if you're able to watch it either in the theater still i think it's still playing in theater or if you've got peacock definitely watch it on peak watch on streaming but it's it's definitely worth it's really good i really enjoyed it i will definitely probably rewatch this for sure definitely probably watch it for sure sorry take probably out i will be watch rewatching this one and that's my two cents on vengeance all right the next movie <clears throat> with the sea barbarian it also had a release date of september 9th and the runtime of an hour and 42 minutes directed by zach Krieger, and stars Georgina Campbell as Tess, Bill Skarsgård as Keith, Justin Long as AJ, and Richard Brake as Frank. Um, <clears throat> well, simply about a woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house that she has rented is not what it seems. So let me guess. <clears throat> let me guess. She's white. Oh, no, um, really? Oh, um, that sounds like some crazy shit. So I'm like. <laughs> You know, like jogging um, at four o'clock in the morning in Memphis. God. But I mean, some of her decisions are kind of questionable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Tess is in Detroit for an interview. And so, of course, she's running out of Airbnb. When she arrives at the house, it's storming, raining, dark. Yeah. So she keeps getting this call, which actually is not even relevant because they didn't even that's not even important. Sport. Yeah. They don't <laughs> yeah, sport they No, they just leave. It hap- Something happens in it. They leave it. Um, but um, so she goes, she checks her information, makes sure she has the code for the key. First time it doesn't work because she put the code in wrong. But she opens up the little box with the key and there's no key there. And so she's knocking, you know, trying to see what's going on. So when she goes back to sit in the car, the light in the living room comes up, comes on. So she goes back. There's a guy in the house, so he opens the door, and apparently they use different apps to mm-hmm. to rent this same house. And oh, okay, so you know she tries calling the people that she placed the order with, and she gets the machine. Um, he invites her in. She's kind of skeptical at first, but eventually goes in. Yeah, and um, and says, "Hey, we could just." You know, and eventually make a deal to just be roommates until they can figure out the yeah. situation because, you know, they're they're both kind of unaware of the situation. And, um, you know, they have a nice interaction where, you know, Keith offers to make her some tea. She's like, no, nah, I'm good. And they had a bottle of wine there as well. And he even waits for her to go to the bathroom and come out. He's like, you know, I noticed you didn't drink your tea, so I... Want to ask you about the wine, but I didn't want to open it till you saw me because I felt like maybe you thought I did something to tea and maybe be more comfortable with the wine if you saw me actually open it. But they eventually have a conversation and start to warm up to each other. So in the middle of the night while she's asleep, you know, so the whole time in the movie, anytime she goes into a room by herself, she locks the door. The one time she doesn't lock the doors when she's going to sleep, while she sleeps, the door opens. And so she wakes up. She's, you know, of course, you know, oh, it must be Keith. You know? Keith's on the couch having some kind of nightmare or whatever. So he goes in. She goes in to check on him. And he, you know, startles him. And he's like, she's like, so you didn't open the door? I'm like, no. You know, they kind of have like a bit of a 
not really an argument, but it's like, you mm-hmm. know, she, she scared the shit out of me, <laughs> you know? Right. So this time when she goes back to sleep, she locks the door, wakes up the next day, everything's cool. She goes for an interview. The person she's interviewing asks her where she's staying. She tells her. And when she gives her the location, the person that she's interviewing was like, you know, kind of like, like, man, you don't need to be in that area, you know? Okay. And so, so there's something about the area that she's in that's not right. Mm-hmm. So she ends up going back home, goes down in the basement. Oh, she was trying to use the bathroom, but they had no toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Goes down the basement. Oh. She gets it. And she knows she starts kind of exploring the basement, notices this rope in the in the wall, and she pulls on it and opens a secret secret door. Secret door is down another long, dark hallway, which of course, yeah, you leave that alone. <laughs> Don't go down. But she gets the idea of MacGyvering a mirror to angle with the sun that's coming down to light the way. And <laughs> she goes down there I, anyway. I, I don't have that much interest in most things, especially right. in the damn basement. Right. And it's oh, just. Jesus. Well, well, she, well, okay. So she, when she goes down and gets the toilet paper, she gets stuck there because the door closes and it locks. So she's yeah. down there and she can't get out. There's a, like a window where she can try to get out, but it wasn't open. So when she sees this door, she starts to explore, which she shouldn't have done. Door of the Explorer. <laughs> right. <laughs> when she goes in the room, it's like a dirty room with a dirty bed and mattress with the camera yeah. set up and blood stains on the wall. So it's like, all right. <laughs> um, then she starts hearing knocking on the door and, you know, Keith's come home. He lets her out. So she's telling her, like, we need to leave because... There's a creepy room with the camera and the bed and blood. And so I guess Keith signed the contract because he's going to go check it out. <laughs> so. That's just because he's a dude. Yes. Like he doesn't believe her. So he's like, look, you're telling me this stuff and I'm finding it unbelievable. So I need to see it for myself just to make sure that it is what, what it is. And so he goes, checks it out. Apparently there's another area. <laughs> So I'll, I'll stop there. There's, there's, there's another area. It's like okay. a tunnel. And then things just kind of go south from there. Um, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I introduce another character. And I don't want to I don't want to get I don't want to spoil too much. Like It's it's good. Like because it, mm-hmm. it's like you have this story then it just jumps you into another character. His backstory. And. I don't know. It's just one you got to watch. Like, I just don't want, I don't want to spoil it. Cause yeah. like, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. point where yeah, like, yeah. there's like a, like a twist reveal. It's like, it's kind of like, um, in a way, kind of like the movie X where there's another story okay. to this. Yeah. And, um, right. Um, it was good. <laughs> like it, like it, it's, it literally builds up to point and like, it's a good thriller. Like I wouldn't exactly say okay. it's a horror, but I will okay. say if you do decide to watch this, there is an eye moment. <laughs> You'll know when it's coming. Thank you. So you'll know when it's coming. Gotcha. Thank you. And yeah, like at first I'm like, oh, they're not gonna, they're not gonna show it, show it. Yep. Nope. So <laughs> just, just the heads up on that. All right. Um, Appreciate it. Yes. Still looking out. Yeah. I'll, at least let you know that. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's. I just, I just <clears throat> really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I'd love to talk more about it, but then to be getting into spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's one worth okay. checking out. Okay. Cool, man. 
so yesterday morning, Grayson and I watched the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. This was the first kind of what Paramount Plus used to launch their streaming service mm-hmm. by releasing this on there. Since it came out 2020, rated PG, hour and 31 minutes long. The voices of Tim Hill as the documentary narrator, Clancy Brown. I don't think people really fully understand the career Clancy Brown has had in film. He does a crap ton of uh, voiceover work for animation and Mm -hmm. I think video games, too. But he's been working since the early 80s. He's got 316 credits to his name. Wow. For those of us around our age, most people know him from as basically the villain in Highlander. Like he was the bad guy in Highlander. And then he was Captain Hadley in the Shawshank Redemption, which where other people kind of may have may know him from. But I mean, he's been the voice of Mr. Krabs from the get go. Didn't know that was him. Just, yeah. <laughs> he, he I believe he's also. Too. Yeah. And he was in Dexter. Yeah. Yep. And he, uh, he's also one that sings the, the theme song for SpongeBob. <laughs> if you think about that, you know, it's just like, wow. <laughs> the big bad from Highlander is Mr. Krabs. But anyways, I thought I wanted to do like a little mini deep dive on that. And just kind of, yeah. but he's done all kinds of work on animation though. Like he's done voice work on like gargoyles and some other stuff uh, going way back and been, you know, some TV. He was on an episode of China beach back in the early nineties. If you remember that show, my dad loved it. So it was always on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and then of course uh, Bill uh, Faberbach as the voice of Patrick, and then uh, Roger Bumpus as the voice of Squidward, Mr. Lawrence as the voice of Plankton, uh, Carolyn Lawrence as the voice of Sandy, Aquafina voices Otto, and Tom Kenny voices SpongeBob. Oh, they, Reggie White's. Reggie Watts uh, voices Chancellor and Matt Berry voices Poseidon. And there's also a cameo featuring Keanu Reeves as Sage, who is also he's a sage inside of a sage inside of sage. Yes. And. uh, The one way to make to get my to get Ruth to watch this, Danny Trejo is in it as El Diablo, which is a cute little number. Oh, and uh, Snoop Dogg is also in it. So, as the gambler, he has a little rap bit in there, so it's it's cute. Um, basically, after SpongeBob's beloved pet snail Gary is uh, snailed-napped, he and Patrick embark on an epic adventure to the lost city of Atlantic City to bring Gary home. So, <clears throat> basically, Poseidon uses like snails. Because, you know, they're slimy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses that as like a face moisturizer, I guess, to keep him looking young. He rubs them on his face. Yep, just takes his nail shell and just goes back and forth over his face and his head and everything. And You know, basically when one of them, he kind of shakes one of them like it's ran out. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, I need a new snail. And then 
boom, sends the other one like somewhere else in like a tube. <laughs> so they're looking. It's like I think he's used them all up, and then, uh, you know, they find out about Gary and uh, Plankton, who is still trying to get that secret formula from Mr. Crab. It instigates it because, uh, you know, the, his his wife, the robot, is saying, you know, Mr. Crab is not the person that is essentially your greatest enemy. It's SpongeBob because he's the one that foils all of his plans and everything. So if you do something to SpongeBob to distract him, it'll basically the place will go up, you know, will um, uh, the Crab Shack will no longer be able to be a functioning business because he's kind of the heart and soul of that business. Yeah. And so, so they basically help in assisting kidnapping the snail. And then sure enough, SpongeBob and Patrick find out about it and can't find him anywhere. And with Sandy's help, they go looking for, for, uh, for Gary. Meanwhile, Crab Shack's, being overrun with people that want their food, nobody's there to cook it. Mm-hmm. Squidward's not going to do it, or doesn't no. know how, or not. He has zero interest. He's there to do his, do his eight and be out the door. Yep, eight in the gate. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. If, if that. So, yeah. So of course, Mr. Krabs trying to get Squidward to go back there and cook all the food, and he doesn't know how to do it, because the the uh, the burners are real finicky, and the thing is a, you know. Uh, because you have to be, it's kind of touchy because it's old, so you have to kind of finesse it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't finesse it. The the whole grill shoots up into the sky, so they have no way to cook the food. So this is how Squidward tries to, or not Squidward, how uh, Plankton tries to get everybody to come over to the chum bucket. And so all that's going on, and they're trying to, they are trying, you know, Patrick and SpongeBob are trying to get, on their little road journey to try and get there, but kind of get distracted. They meet Sage, who is a Sage, and then gives him a basically a lucky coin and keep that for when you need it. Uh, and he tries to give him some guidance along the way, like a good Sage, and then right. some Sage some Sage advice, essentially. Kind of kind of drive the point home a little bit further. And they get to the lost city of Atlantic City, and. <laughs> Uh, he's say so just tell him do not get distracted and remember why you were here. It's like how are we going to forget that? There's there's no way we'll get distracted. And then the doors open, and it looks like a you know, I mean it looks like Vegas or you know Atlantic City where it's just bright lights and things going on and nothing but distractions. And then of course they get heavily distracted, right? Uh, and lose track of the reason why they're there, in which Sage has to kind of. Be like a parent, be like, knew you would get distracted. It's like, distracted from what? And then, but in doing so, they uh, basically back home, everybody realizes that Plank is not happy like he thought it would be. And it's basically volunteers to help Mr. Crab, Squidward, and Sandy help spongebob and pat you know basically go to Linux city to go help spongebob and patrick who needs the help at this point 
Squidward agrees to go because at this because SpongeBob and Patrick get captured and are going to get executed. But because it's Poseidon, there's going to be this big show of it, and uh, Kelpie G is going to be playing, which is actually supposed to be Kenny G, since you know Squidward plays the clarinet and so does yep. Kenny G plays the soprano clarinet. I don't know why I know that so well. I hate that I know that. Um, anyways, so that he's in because he's not going to miss out on a Kelpie G concert. So, and Tiffany Haddish also is makes an appearance as Tiffany Haddock, official. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing com- I mean, doing a little bit of Queen comedy. So, yeah, uh, yeah, and as a host. So, it's cute. I mean, it's. If you like SpongeBob, you've probably have already seen it. Or if your kids like SpongeBob, you've probably already seen it. But if you haven't, it's a it's a cute show. It's I mean it was perfect for an early you know, for like a Sunday morning just chill movie. Um, kinda have some coffee and just spend some time with your family. Yeah. It was good. Um it's not one I want to rewatch, but you know, I didn't dislike it. We'll put it that way. Cause I'm not a huge SpongeBob fan, but I know Grayson kinda likes it, so I'm like, eh, we'll watch it. Went to bed. Animation was all CGI, where the first SpongeBob movie was completely 2D animation. The uh, second one, SpongeBob, Sponge Out of Water, was both 2D and 3D animation. So, or 2D and computer animation. A mix, and this one is all just computer. So it's, it shows like the trains, the evolution of the animation in, in their movies. And that's all I got. All right. A final entry. I uh, was able to make it out to watch The Woman King, which released this past Friday the 16th. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, has a runtime of two hours and 15 minutes. Directed by Gina Prince Bythewood, who also directed Love and Basketball. So I'm like, I know that. I know I know that name. <laughs> but she, she's done other, directed other movies as well, but that's the one that stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Stars Viola Davis as General Naniska. We have Thuso Mbedu as Nawi. Lashana Lynch as Zogi. <clears throat> Sheila Atin as Aminza. John Boyega as King Geza. I mean Gezo. Uh, Jimmy Odukoya as Oba Ade. And Shana West as Isi. So it's a historical epic that is based in alternate history of the kingdom of Dahomey, one of the most powerful states of Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries. So it's based on true events, but you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's based in truth, but it's a fictionalized version of. So uh, like RRR. Yeah. Basically RRR where it has, so, you know, real characters, but it's a fictitious story. Yeah. Or <clears throat> yeah. Some, some like it. Something like that. Similar. Yeah. 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 Similar events it's did happen. As, just not as uh, over the top, we'll say. Right. That is. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is over yeah. the top. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, uh, let's see. So. General Naniska is the, is the leader of uh, all female group of warriors called the Agoji. And. They're basically like, kind of like the. Um, uh, they basically handle all the fighting. 
mm-hmm. I mean, there, there there are some men kind of sprinkled in there, but it's mostly women that fight. And Sounds like Black Panther. Yeah. It kind of starts <laughs> off with a similar scene where they're rescuing a group of captives, women that are captive. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, um, basically the story there is the homie, they, they're dealing with slave trade. And so gotcha. they're trying to get out of that because the new king who took over for his brothers trying to do things differently. But the slave trade is kind of the bulk of their money that's coming in. And General um, Naniska is kind of suggesting that they do more like palm oil. That way they're not exploiting their, their people. And then on the other side, you have um, Nawi whose father's been trying to marry her off to rich men, but it's not successful because she just doesn't want to. And um, like she, she talks back. She's not really submissive, you know? So yeah. out of frustration, he gives her up to the King and says, Hey, I can't do nothing with her. So here you go. And so um, General Naniska is basically training new women to become part of the Agoji. And Nawi is, trying to find her place there because she'd rather fight. She doesn't want to marry. She, she'd rather be a warrior. Yeah. And, um, and so you get, you know, go through this training sequences. Um, you have this, um, group of Portuguese that, that they're basically doing deals with. Mm-hmm. And you have, um, Oba Day. It was another group that's kind of in competition with them. Um, I'm having trouble talking about this. <laughs> um, it's all right. I don't want to give too much. I mean, basically, it's just. Um, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's beautifully shot. Yeah, the acting is top notch. Um, of course, you know you hear the, the whole based on a true story. You wonder how accurate everything is. Always. Um, but like some some trivia, it said the film is based on the Kingdom of Dahomey, which is which was a West African kingdom located within present day Benin that existed from approximately 1600 to 1904. Um, does the growth of the homie co- coincided with the growth of the Atlantic slave trade and became known to Europeans as a major supplier of slaves as a highly materialistic kingdom constantly organized for warfare, captured children, women and men during the wars and raids against neighboring societies and sold them into the Atlantic slave trade in exchange for European goods such as rifles, gunpowder and fabrics. And so this thing, the Agoji, they're mostly spears. I mean, they do have some some weapons, but their rivals are very well armed. Yeah. Um, but they mostly fight with their hands. They go hands on. Okay. And um. But um. See. And yeah, like in the film, there's a confrontation about the immorality of selling black slaves to the Portuguese, and suggests trading in palm oil production instead. And even though this conversation is f- fictional, based on the historic fact that the Agoji favored trading palm oil with Europeans, um, so there's some truth there. Yeah. Um, you know, whether yeah. or not they considered it immoral was unclear, especially given their history of participating in slave raids. 
Um, and it said that slave slavery in Dahomey persisted after the British Empire stopped Dahomey from continuing in the land slave trade. And so, yeah, there, there's some truth there. But okay. well, you got you know, two stories. General trying to train these young women to be warriors. Mm-hmm. Nawi trying to find her place as a warrior. But she's real. She's not really disciplined. So gotcha. she kind of kind of speaks back like she was doing to the to the men that she's trying to be married off to. And so she's kind of got to be humbled at certain degrees. Yeah. Um, like she thinks she can do everything herself. You know, like when you're in battle, you you know, one of your comrades gets falls behind. She she's choosing to help, which could you know, and you know, could yeah. hinder them both. Because if you go back, possibly die when you yep. can save yourself, even though you don't want to see your your comrade fall. You know, so she's got to learn some things there. Um, and then the king, he's young, but. He has many wives, <laughs> one of which is his main wife, but she doesn't get along with General at all because, you know, she's a warrior. But her being one of his queens, she's very much uh, the status. The status quo is different. Yep. And so even though he's married to her, the general has his ear. So whatever the general says, he'll follow unless instead of listening to his wife. So there's conflict there. Mm. Um, and then you have other warriors amongst this team that come from different tribes that, you know, there's conflict there. Like you, you're not from here. And so they got to learn like, Hey, once you pass these tests, you become one of us, regardless of where you're from. So you got that going on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I did see it in 40 X. You don't have to oh, see it did? in 40 X. Yeah. It, it's not kind of like how you felt with bullet train. There's a lot of slow moments. So it's, it's it's more slow moments here, but um, the forty X is not too intense. So it's not like one of those you'll you forget or like it jars you, like it scares you or whatever. Yeah. But it just kind of insinuates, accents the action a little bit. Um, but it's not like my experience with the um, mm. Shang Chi or Dragon Ball oh, where yeah. I'm just <laughs> jumping out of the seat. Um, You're like, dang man. Slow yeah. Down. Right. So with this, it's not. Like if you don't see it in the 40x, it's fine because it's it's um, a lot of story building moments where they're talking dialogue and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But there there is there's I think there's enough balance of action in it. Like it's not okay. just action driven. It's more about telling the story of this these people and what they're going through, trying to change their standards of how they deal with mm-hmm. bringing in money, so to speak. And gotcha. then yeah, right. But it's good. I loved it. I just it's just hard to talk about because I don't want to. Give a lot of away, yeah. But it's it's good. Some moments where got to me, like I was like, what's going on with my eyes here? They're sweating a little bit. <laughs> like I cared about the characters. Like it blew the me. The thing in. missed. Said yes. thing forty X missed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stung my eyes. <laughs> yep. Um. But yeah, I was just, I loved it. Okay. I enjoyed Great. it. Okay, I'm hoping to be able to go see it. <laughs> All right. Uh. Lastly, we have we moved our TV talk to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, new episode of She-Hulk. What are your thoughts? I mean, I still enjoy it. You're right. Um, it was interesting the whole um, going to court over the name, the trademark of She-Hulk. Yeah. 
And um, but I mean, it happens. You know, if you don't trademark it, people see a way to make money off of it yep. and exploit it for their gain. And because you know, first she didn't want to be called that. She didn't want to accept it. Yeah. But, and of course, you know, she later just accepted because that's just what it is. It is yep, what it is. It is what it is. She is a Hulk, and she Hulk. <laughs> Yeah, she yeah. is a Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I wasn't... I I much rather would rather see uh, more of Wong in Madison than what's going on. They need their own series. That, yeah, pretty much. Wongers. The Wongers, yep. <laughs> is she right for him or Wong for him? We'll find out. The Wongers... Yep, I mean they did kind of tease some at the end, so next episode will probably be a another yeah guest cameo of or introduction to this universe of someone. Yes, yeah. so fingers crossed. Yeah, of that one, but I don't hate it. I just I think all the a lot of people that dislike it are just not. This wasn't going to be the series for them either way. They're expecting more action and less kind right. of humor because they're not. It is a sitcom. So it's yeah, not gonna I mean, lean on action. No, no. Yeah. So you know, it's yeah. fine. So yeah. I got a, caught up on House of Dragons as well as as Rings of Power. The Lord of the Rings show, whatever it's called. Yeah. I think that's right. Uh still not real sold out or real sold on House of Dragons and but I'm gonna keep watching it. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it's just not going to be. I mean, there was one episode where, you know, there was a lot of dragons and the uh, the girl comes in flying on one. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But all that other stuff, marrying off people, marrying off kids to adults, just I mean, it's not really uh, for me. <laughs> it's just, you know, just so they can keep power of the throne and stuff like that. That stuff doesn't. Yeah, strength interests me as much. Fine, strong, like yep. And got ten year old. No, yeah. Brings the power. I only like the stuff with the dwarves, but I only liked the stuff with the dwarves in uh in the in the movies. So Gimli was always my favorite. So pretty much anything with the dwarves in the show, I'm I'm enjoying. Everything else don't really care as much to be honest but again gonna keep plugging through and uh and watching it so but it's it's at least getting better for me at least i'm enjoying it more when and that rings of power yeah yeah house I'm, of dragons just kind of trudging along for me i guess we're kind of flipped because uh, really? I'm, I'm i'm behind i'm kind of i'm behind on a couple episodes of rings of power yeah. and kind of treasuring along with that like i want to watch it yeah um like i said before i don't know if it's gonna prompt me to watch the movies any mm-hmm. but um but house of the dragons i'm still on board with it of course you can't have a game of thrones show without some kind of incest or orgies or right or people dying at a wedding yeah. yeah 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 well it's a quite red wedding but but you know somebody i mean that so that, what what you call it what you call a precursor <laughs> yeah Yes. Yes. This one was, man, I don't know what I would call it. It's, but Mm-mm. we got punched the mess. I, I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I realized it was 
going in like that until they showed it yeah. close. I was like, God. all hmm. right. Here we all go. Right. Yeah. And the show is off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I guess I'm enjoying House of Dragon, House, House of the Dragon more than yeah. Rings of Power. But um, I mean, they're essentially similar. Yeah. Because they both got dragons. They have kingdoms and yeah. They have, and they all have beautiful costumes. Yes. Okay, yeah. acting. Beautiful yeah. costumes. Okay, acting. Yeah. Okay, special effects. Some episodes are better. Some True. episodes I think got more money than others. I don't know how they dispersed it, but it seems like, this like is special our, effects this, on this some. Is our, yeah. This is our golden show. We got to put, yeah. put the effort into this. <laughs> um, I started. Oh, I'm, I'm still watching Reservation Dogs. And oh, like yeah. I said, seem like each episode, each char- characters are getting mm-hmm. their own um, time to shine, so to speak. Nice. So this one focused more on the police officer. Mm-hmm. His name is Big. Yeah. And um, it's a trippy episode in a way, but um, it's a good character builder for him. Um, again, once got two more episodes left, like the first season was only eight. This one has 10 episodes. So, got two or three more left, and then I'll get mm-hmm. my. And then I got back into watching Handmaid's Tale. I'm about, I think, seven episodes in now for the first season. I'm like oh, way okay. behind, but I'm trying to get through it. It's been a couple episodes, it's kind of drew me in. So I'm like, okay, I need yeah. to keep watching. It's 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 a crazy, crazy. Show. I made it through three seasons, and I'm like, I think I'm good. And then, like a fifth season, wow, y'all are ballsy. I mean, the is it just a reality show now? Like it's kind of there in a lot of states, so I don't yeah, show anymore. But whatever, <laughs> don't want so forth. Yes, they got the the ratings, the people watching. Like movies bringing in money, so another sequel, another sequel. I guess. Okay, all that's all money. I got. Yeah. yeah, that's all I got. Uh, this week. We have speaking of uh, speaking of things that have been in the news. We have uh, "Don't Worry, Darling," which has a lot of off-screen buzz, but not in a good way. <laughs> Basically, the drama of the making of said movie is kind of overshowering. Overshowering is uh, I, I can apply to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Overshowering, overshadowing. There we go. The actual movie itself, which has gotten kind of lukewarm reviews, I think. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm still interested enough to go watch it. I hear the perform. Basically, Florence Pugh is amazing. Everybody else is okay. Harry St- and Harry Styles needs to quit acting. It's pretty much what I've been hearing. Between that one and then My Policeman that he is in, which apparently... A couple of critics have kind of slammed his performance because they didn't really give, because the script and the director didn't give him much to actually do. So I don't know how much of it is him or how much of it is just the roles he's been given. Yeah. <clears throat> but nonetheless, I'll probably check it out this weekend. So we'll see. Bump, bump. Yeah. I think that's all that's coming out this Friday, the least that I'm aware of. Yeah, I'm not sure of anything be, else. Be, I haven't really looked anything good, up. Be, yep, be a good weekend to get caught up on the ones we missed. 
from this yeah. past week. At least try to. <laughs> yep, try to. That's all we can do. Yep. All we can do. All right, my friends. Well, hope everyone has an outstanding week. Um, and we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.